Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Bizarre Junkies podcast. Uh, you probably already know, I mean, unless you're new here, but I'm your host, Austin Alvarez. Welcome back. I feel like we're close now. I feel like we're friends. But you know who is my friend? George. Me. George is my friend. And we have George as usual because I don't want anybody else. Actually, that's that's not true. Really? Who else would you want? Uh, Travis, I mean, Travis, Travis does is bring good. some things to Travis come. is good like when I want somebody to like just kill the party. Mm. He comes in, he's like, oh, actually... I've actually been listening to audiobooks on three times speed, so I'm very smart. <laughs> That's what he says. Do you listen to things at three times speed, George? I listen to things uh, very fast. If like um, if I'm going to do Nick Day's show and I haven't like polished up on anything, I'll watch oh, and like, on the drive there. I'll watch a YouTuber at like two times speed for sure. And you're just like, let me ingest something of this. Let me take something from this. Uh, Let me uh, steal people's takes because I can't create my own. Look at us. (laughs) And you're getting paid to do it. I mean, that's kind of the best part. That's it. Every take is a stolen take. Don't forget it. You weren't the first one. If I say sticky paws, oh, no, I guess no. I say if if we're awful, but we used to be called shitty paws. Yeah, no. And that person doesn't have a studio anymore, so who really got the last laugh? Dude. (laughs) That's bizarre. That's that's bizarre, the dichotomy there. But uh, we are talking about Jonestown today. George, what do you know about Jonestown? Uh, in America, yeah? No. It was in Guyana. Oh, this is... Uh, we've talked to Sally Allen about this. This is yeah. where people <laughs> drink the Kool-Aid, brother. But it was Flavor-Aid. Was it? Yeah, they, they couldn't afford Gatorade. It wasn't Gatorade. Uh, that's where know. the term drinking the Kool-Aid comes from. Oh, okay. Or people thought it was Kool-Aid, but it wasn't. It was Flavor-Aid. So yeah, um, this is kind of a brief history on it. Uh, I'm not a historian. Uh, I don't know if the job market's too good out there for history majors. No, it's history not. majors, BJ at Sticky Paw Studios. Let me know what is a what What's is the currently popping in yeah your BJ at StickyPawStudios.com. Tell me what the job market is like out there for history majors. <laughs> I've heard it's kind of the same as business majors, uh, but uh, no. Yeah. yeah. Also, I'm drinking unstructured water. Right now, um, Bizarre Junkie stickers, you can catch this uh, in the merch store. Link down below. Unstructured. Uh, what Austin means by that is that it at one point in time was sent through a pipe and it broke at a 90 degree angle. And whenever water is sent down a pipe at 90 degree angles, legitimately, this was said on a podcast right before this, it unstructures the water. So whatever the fuck that means, it's a liquid. So it, it already didn't have sh- what is what was it? A, a skyscraper coming into the pipe? Um, that's bizarre that that whole thing. But we won't get it. That we're not talking about water today. We're talking about Kool Aid. Kool Aid. <laughs> what flavor? What flavor? I think it was grape. So I yeah I'm, I know very little other than Sally Allen said that's where drinking the Kool Aid comes from. And she's from Guyana. So we have a client here who I produce, um, who is from Guyana, and she made a joke to me. She goes, she handed me a drink one day, like she like got, I think she got me like a water bottle from the fridge. She hands it to me, and she goes, Austin, you know I'm from Guyana, right? And I was like, yeah, you told me. She goes, that's where Jonestown was, and you just took a drink from me. Whoa. <laughs> I was and like, that's... what? And she had the most hysterical laugh I've ever heard out of that woman was right then. Yeah, no. That's... So, Sally, if you're watching this, I appreciate your sense of humor. But, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump right in. So, we're going to talk about Jonestown. Uh, so, the People's Temple was founded by Jim Jones in the 1950s. Jones, a charismatic preacher, attracted followers with his messages of racial equality, social justice, excuse me, social justice, and a vision of communal living that promised an escape from the societal issues of the time. 
The temple started in Indianapolis and later moved to California, where it gained popularity for its focus on aiding the less fortunate, providing addiction recovery services, and advocating for civil rights. So, so far, it already sounds pretty good. Yeah. I don't you see know, what's wrong They're with not that. telling you to neuter yourself like, um, what was it, Heaven's Gate. That happened. Which we will talk about Heaven's Gate in a future episode. So as the People's Temple expanded, Jim Jones' charismatic leadership style drew a diverse following, including marginalized individuals seeking refuge from discrimination and social inequality. However, as the temple's influence grew, Jones began to exhibit controlling behavior, manipulating his followers' emotions and maintaining a tight grip on their lives. This is where, it starts to, where you start to see the, the, the gears turn, and you're like, wait a minute. What? This is turning, like, uh, Leonardo... <laughs> he points to the TV. Yeah, this is uh, everybody who who looks into cults goes, ah, I found another one. We got him. We got him. Uh, so he staged faith healing services, used elaborate public displays of loyalty, and initiated loyalty tests to gauge his followers' commitment. So I think he'd be like, the world's ending. What are you going to do? Follow me, right? Well, the, the answer's clearly follow me, right? Huh? What? Oh, Let me sleep with your wife. Anything else to that? Oh. It always leads to, if it's a man who's in charge of the cult, which most times it is, it always leads to, let me sleep with your wives. Yep. For God. For, for God. That's what we need to be doing. What he wanted. God <laughs> wanted me to fuck your wife. You Deal think so? Uh, well, that's my cult, you know? that's uh, uh, It's funny. Uh, there's a yogi that also did a lot of similar things. Do the Bikram Hot Yoga. Bikram, the dude Bikram that created Hot Yoga used to fucking do the same thing. Prove your loyalty to me. Rub when my is Wim Hof going to ask to sleep feet. with my wife? Rub my feet for hours and then massage my balls. That's what happens. What about Wim Hof? Is he going to ask us ask us to give him our wives? Uh, No, solid guy, but uh, I wouldn't doubt that he's definitely used Wim Hof to like put women in a state of Use euphoria. Wim Hof. You can give oral better. Yeah, dude, no, dead ass. <laughs> Use Wim Hof, and then like when you're in, like in that DMT state, I'm gonna shove it right up your ass, type shit. Hold it, <laughs> hold, very good, <laughs> nice. <laughs> God damn it, we're talking about Jonestown, not people. <laughs> well, that's probably what happened to Jonestown, but not, not with breathing methods. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But all right, let's continue. In the mid-1970s, Jones announced his vision of creating a utopian community free from the perceived ills of American society. That's how it always goes. America's bad. Seeking a secluded location, the temple purchased a tract of land in the jungles of Guyana, South America, and established what would become known as Jonestown. The community was designed to be self-sufficient with communal farming, collective living arrangements, and a perpetrated focus on equality and shared resources. So it's straight up, just straight out of... Russia and Cuba. Yes. Communism. Yeah, but in a peaceful way. Right, right, right. But, however, life in Jonestown was far from the paradise it was claimed to be. Conditions were harsh with overworked residents facing insufficient food, limited medical care, and strict rules. Jones maintained control by employing psychological manipulation, isolation from the outside world, and even physical punishment for disobedience. Jesus this is, But this is how it always goes. Like, rock the row in, uh, with the Ant Hill kids. In Canada, that's another good one we got to cover. He would like make people sleep out like in the elements in like the forests of Canada. Jesus. In the Christ. snow, he'd be like, all right, go out there. You fucked up. Well, 
don't don't be doing that. Can we talk about? Sorry, this is just on my mind. It kind of like this. Maybe this is where we're going. But uh, before this episode, I I showed George the Young Indian method on TikTok. Oh my god! And it's just guys in America hiring people in India to do work for them at like thirty one dollars a month. And they're so rude with it. Yeah, they're so rude. Like like run your company however you want. It does like this is the it's cyberbullying, but financially, I ah. Yeah, I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, like there was a guy who shared his text messages and he's like, hey, so I need you to do this work today and if you're a minute late, you're not getting paid any of it. Like that's some fucked up shit. Like I get like, hey, we need this today or else there will be repercussions. Like we need this. But like you can't withhold pay. Like it's fucked. Yeah, no. If you're a minute late, I'm not giving you shit. Yeah, and, Just, they, and they would call him like, good boy, I will pay you now. And they are like, please, sir, I need the $15 to feed my family. And he's, he's like, good boy, I'll give you 31 You're rich now. Woo. And the dude like is like uh, spreading his money on his bed like around his cat. Like he made it rain on his cat. Yeah, and like because the guy got paid $1,800 for one job and paid the guy like 15 and that's kind of what was happening at Jonestown. I would imagine it was like with resources. Like at first, like some people just didn't get to eat parts of the deer, you know, that they were able to. to for, I don't know. Like what do people, uh, they were farming a lot. Yes. Yeah, so they probably had like a lot of like potatoes. Yeah. I'm sure you can look it up. Like what did people in Jonestown eat? And it's just going to come up with like their relatives. Let's see. George is, George is pulling it up. He's our, he's our resident Jamie for today. Jonestown myths, the food. Ooh, can we pull that up? Those pictures are. Uh, yeah. Okay. Little, are so pretty interesting. So let's see here. Let's go to display two here, and then, bam. Uh, so it's a bit, a couple of images to give people some uh, assistance as to what they're looking at here. Um, so Deborah Layton claimed following her defection that people in Jonestown were malnourished and only ate rice and vegetables. The myth has been around for years now, even though it's been quickly debunked by actual Jonestown residents who spent months in the co- compound and worked in the fields. Another claim Layton was that uh, what <clears throat> was that people were working in the field had no break and had to walk long distance from the field to the kitchen. The myth has also been debunked. If they keep telling me the myth's been debunked by people inside of Jonestown, I'm gonna be like, yeah, they're fucked in the head. Okay? Yeah, they've so, been brainwashed. It's like it's like me saying, like, no, things in America are great. Housing is affordable here. Yeah. After the government hired me, kind of thing. Um, so many people had claimed to get diarrhea. That's true. Layton claimed people were sick because the food was terrible. Yeah, it probably wasn't taken care of. Um, but it wasn't because they were starving us. It was because of the climate and the strangest or the, yeah, the strangeness of the food. So they're probably eating like monkeys and shit too, if I had to imagine. I don't know. I just threw monkeys in there because just saw that recently. But yeah, no, lots of lots of people were losing weight because they were getting diarrhea and not eating... Yeah, and they were worked like like cattle. But uh, continuing on, so this is going to talk about the concerns that people were raising. Family members of Jonestown residents and defectors from the temple began to raise alarms about the abusive conditions within the community. Reports of beatings, forced confessions, and emotional manipulation surfaced. But Jones was skilled at maintaining a facade of benevolence to outsiders. 
Concerned relatives and journalists made efforts to investigate, which ultimately led to Congressman Leo Ryan's decision to visit Jonestown in 1978. That's how long ago this was. So Congressman Leo Ryan, accompanied by a delegation of journalists, relatives, and concerned parties, visited Jonestown to assess the situation firsthand. The initial interactions were mixed, with some residents expressing a desire to leave, while others appeared to support Jones. As the delegation prepared to leave, a group of Jonestown members approached Ryan, requesting to join them. This marked a turning point that triggered a series of tragic events. This is where shit starts to get... This is all, like, on one day. Mm. This is where shit gets real bad. Uh, Yep. I didn't need to put that paper away. I didn't need to. I still had stuff to read on It was juicy. Come on, come on. It was juicy, yeah, yeah. So upon the delegation's attempt to depart, they were ambushed by armed temple members loyal to Jones. Congressman Ryan, journalists, and several defectors were killed in the attack, and those who survived fled into the jungle. This ambush served as a catalyst for the final devastating act within Jonestown. So back at the Jonestown compound, Jim Jones initiated what he referred to as a revolutionary suicide. Using a concoction of cyanide-laced punch... Flavorade. Jones coerced his followers, including children and infants, into ingesting the deadly mixture. Those who hesitated or resisted were forcefully administered the poison by others. The event was a horrifying scene of chaos, suffering, and desperation, captured in chilling audio recordings recovered from the site. So maybe we can look that up. But the fucked up part was is he was telling the parents, give it to your kids first, then you take it. So yeah. he was making the parents feed it to the kids. Let's see if we can pull up a video that's not of somebody else so we don't get like a, you know, somebody explaining it. We kind of just already explained the it. The death tape. Transcript. Yeah. The, we, we saw it last week on the live stream, uh, but it was somebody explaining it and then they, they played it. But like there was like a, a song playing throughout the camp as they were doing this. It was like super fucking creepy. All right. I'll be doing some. Okay. So while we're continuing, uh, the Jonestown tragedy shocked the world and brought attention to the dangers of unchecked charismatic leadership. The manipulation of vulnerable individuals and the potential for mass indoctrination within closed communities. It prompted discussions about psychological coercion, the role of the media in investigating cults, and the need for safeguards to prevent such tragedies. In addition to the loss of life, the Jonestown incident led to the significant changes in the way cults and extremist groups are perceived and handled. It served as a stark reminder of the power of charismatic leaders to manipulate and control, often leading their followers down a path of destruction. So because of this, you have things like Waco, where you have this group of people that are becoming together under a cause, but they were heavily armed. Mm -hmm. And they were like living their own way of life. And then it turned super deadly. I mean, that was kind of because of the ATF, but. Yep. What we got, George? You've been looking at this site for a uh, minute. Let's just play this audio. So I think this is the song that was playing throughout the camp. We're going to have them butchered. We can make a strike, but we'll be striking against people that we, we don't want to strike against. We want, we'd like to get the people who caused this stuff. And some if some people here are, are prepared to know how to do that, to go in town and get Timothy Stone, but there's no plane write about us it's just too late it's too late how long the is this congress like 30 minutes dead. the congress 44. Dead. many of our so this is him talking to people like to while they're doing the the suicide not like, this is him talking to them into it but what jones town is thank you dad 
not to be feared. It is not to be feared. It's a friend. It's a friend. You're sitting there. Show your love for one another. Calm. Let's get calm. Let's get calm. We had and make me ready for it. I can do them all the time taking a drink to take to go to sleep. That's what death is, sleep. Whatever, I'm tired of it all. Loving thing he could have ever done, the most loving thing all of us could have done. And it's been a pleasure walking with all of you in this revolutionary struggle. No other way I would rather go and give my life for socialism, communism. And I thank that very, very much. That uh, Dad's love and mercy and goodness and kindness and bringing us to this land of freedom. His love, his mother was the advance, the advance guard to socialism. And his love and his mercy should go on forever, on for the fields. Where's the vat, the vat, the vat? Where's the vat with the green seeds? Eh? Go on for the, the time. And thank you, Dad. The vat with the green sea in, please. Bring it here so the adults can begin. Egg you, don't, don't. Fail to follow my advice, you'll be sorry. You'll be sorry. That we do it and that they do it. So he's referring I'll to the government. If we don't kill ourselves, across. they'll kill us. We used to think this world, this world's not our home. Well, it sure isn't. As we were saying, it sure wasn't. I think they called Jim Jones dad. He doesn't want to tell him. All he's doing, if they will tell him, assure these children. Can some people assure these children of the relaxation of stepping over to the next plane? We've set an example for others. We've set 1,000 people who say we don't like the way the world is. Take up. This is where you fucking, you know, you sober up a little bit. If I'm going to hit Theo Vaughn real quick, Theo Vaughn would hit him with the... Hey, listen, I like to get down on a Saturday night and drink all the flavorade that's in the country, if I'm being honest with you. But then once this dude starts talking about preaching socialism, dude, preaching communism, dude, got me a little worried. So I got me in minds, and we just got up on out of there, but we're in the middle of Guyana. I transported myself all the way to America, homie. And now I got this is the past weekend podcast or whatever um, this is george uh like dealing with what he just heard by the way this yeah. is him coping right now <laughs> oh uh it's chilling right it's dark yeah way to point out that i coped it's because it's true well we get you know we cope with a lot of shit on this show like there we're presented information we're like oh we're dealing it with how like do I make it funny how do i make it funny oh my god yeah that's how we co- and, and people are like oh, why are you laughing i'm like because i fucking have to go home after this you literally dude like i don't just get to close the app and be like All right, oh. no, I, just, I have to sit with it oh would you, what is it no i'm just saying like it's just like oh. s- sitting with me now. now yeah it was it was pretty rough pretty rough I but i gotta find a picture of this jim jones yeah was he at least hot no no okay. no he was not. Oh, no, bro. He looks like somebody that could con him, con his way into a fucking... Oh, yeah. No, he looks like a con man. Slick Rick right here. 
Man. Anti-eviction rally in, uh, at the International Hotel San Francisco in January 1977. So he was like, he was getting the people that, like, he would be present today. He would be doing that strike September 1st. Yeah. Oh, and he shot himself. Yeah. So he didn't drink the Kool-Aid. No, he didn't. No. Damn, bro. And I believe, if I remember correctly, he was going to shoot him. He only shot himself because he couldn't get a way out. Like? Like he was going to run away. Damn. Um, But I'm pretty sure he knew that, like, government agents were going to swarm on that compound. Because they killed the congressman. Yep. So, you can't get away with that, but... Woof. What a dark episode, man, right? What a great way to start the week off this Monday. I didn't know it was that bad, man. Yeah, it was it was bad, dude. <laughs> All of these are bad. Like they're very when we when we get into more and more of these, George, you're gonna realize like how dark these are. Yeah, okay, but there's one thing, and I think this is just we're remember that episode we were talking about like ranking scary things? Yeah. Whenever you have like an audio recording like that. Yeah, it adds. Oh my God. And then it was audio recording and then you heard the kids crying in the background and you're just like. no. And, and you listen with the context of knowing what had happened moments after that. Yep. That makes it like even harder to deal with. But that's why we have this show is because, you know, I find a way to cope with it by telling it to all of you. Have we trauma bond? That's it. That's it. Oh man. Yeah. I'm just letting George kind of go through the motions now. Letting him look at the... He's reading the Wikipedia page about it. I was ready to kill by the end of third grade. I mean, I was aggressive and hostile. I was ready to kill. Nobody gave me love, any understanding. In those days, as a parent, was supposed to go to... Supposed to go with a child to school functions. There was some kind of school performance and everybody's parent was there but mine. I'm standing alone. Always alone. Yeah, he had a truff, he had a, a troubled childhood. And that's what you find with most of these people is they have a rough childhood. And this is how they deal with it. Yeah, there's something to be said about people that like have thought in their head they're like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm fine with killing." Like like they've mentally gone to that hurdle. I don't know. But it's they're such... fine with killing like for personal gain. Correct. Like not like I'm okay to not def- random. Yeah, or not even I'm okay to kill if it means defending my life or my family, but just for the purpose of like why not? Like that's a dark person. Yep. I just want to know why Guyana. I think it was just like it was cheap land, and it was remote enough that like they didn't have to worry about people until the congressman showed up. All right, hold on. I'm. I'm this this part explains it here. Yeah. Relocating People's Temple. In 1961, Jones warned his congregation that he'd receive version, visions of nuclear attack that would devastate Indianapolis. Oh, my fucking God. That's right. That's right. Yeah, they were they were doomsday cult. Um, Most of these cults are doomsday cults, though, to an extent. Like like uh, Heaven's Gate, doomsday cult. Uh, Waco was a doomsday cult. Uh, what, what was it? Uh, Manson. Like, they were saying that the race wars were going to happen. Yeah, so that's yeah, they pretty much just moved to Jonestown for that sole purpose. Uh Jones made a stop in Georgetown, Guyana on his way to Brazil. So there's a Georgetown and a jo- a Jonestown. Uh well Jonestown's no more. <laughs> yeah. Uh revival meeting in Ghana, which was a British colony, continuing to Brazil. 
So he was in Brazil for a little bit. Oh, fuck. He bounced around. Yeah, he was all over the place. Yeah. Well, now that you all have that uh, to deal to cope with for tonight, uh, I appreciate you listening. That's a, a you know a brief history of Jonestown. Obviously, there's much more, but I invite everybody to go and be more informed about all of this stuff because you know you might have a cult growing next door to you. George, those people across from you are. Be careful with the Facebook pages, people. Be careful unless it's ours. Come to our Facebook page. Correct. Correct. We're definitely not trying to yeah, coerce no, you no. in anything. No, yeah. no. Go to the Facebook page. Uh, Seriously. Seriously. I have and possess all the capabilities and powers in the world that you want. Pay me money and follow me. That's it. Yeah. Wait. In a in a microcosm, is every influencer... A cult leader? Yeah. 100%. It's just at what extent do you start sleeping with their wives? Early. I would uh, early. Well, you have to you have to open them up to that. You can't just be like, let me sleep with your wife. They're going to be like, what? Be, but you have to be like, no, it is God's intended will. No, they'd be like, oh my God, it's so hot. He's so straightforward. Maybe now. Maybe maybe now you could do that. Like Jonestown now? Oh, dude. Jim Jones would hella get away with it. Jim Jones would like ha- be one of the people. Well, I didn't you ever think about this? Sometimes the people that are like heavily censored or blocked on... Uh, <laughs> social media those are the people that would actually like like alex, alex jones town do we have another one coming i hope not i hope like that doesn't happen again but there have been doomsday cults like we'll have to do an episode on like the most recent like there was uh there was one in, Je- in japan in the 90s QAnon. QAnon could be yeah i mean look at january 6th yeah we got to do this. We got to do this real soon. All the Democrats. Stop All the count. Stop. Yeah. Stop the count. Count wasn't right. Stop it. Stop was the count wasn't right because you started adding in the other person's votes. That's not how it works. Where the fuck's Mike Pence at? I want to give him peace of my mind. <laughs> what do you mean I got to go to prison? Oh, no. Who's that? Uh, Who's the fucking old Democratic lady that they were... Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where's Nancy? Pelosi? I want to put Nancy Pelosi. Well, there was like there was somebody who stole her laptop. Yeah, and then was like, "You found me," and they're like, "What do you mean we found you? We can tell where this is within ten feet." She'd be like, "Hey, I already traded all my stocks into what she's got. I'm gonna definitely be able to make bail in the next two days." And then they they close your account. And you're like, "Ah, what? <laughs> QAnon? Well, no, the government closes your account." And you're like, oh, yeah. guys, come on. Yeah, no, but then in prison, you're like, oh my gosh, QAnon is already a part of the government. QAnon was a government. See, that's what QAnon wants you to think. Conspiracy. That's what they want you to think. This episode is not going to be on YouTube just now because of that. YouTube's going to be like, this is not advertiser friendly. Ad sustainability is not here. Um. But yeah. you know it is going to yeah. be here. What is? And, what is? And actually, by the time you guys hear this, it'll be too late. But George, what are we doing this week? This week is going to be the fantasy football draft. That's what you were teaming me up for, yeah? Exactly. Boom. On Friday, we will be live on Gridiron Junkies. And I might as well just do a uh, sticky pause, too. Yeah, but I mean, by the time you hear yeah. this, it'll have already happened. Oh, it'll. Uh, so Austin picked the worst team. <laughs> Back-to-back <laughs> years where he's just fucking blown chunks uh, during the fantasy draft. But, hey. Well, now that I know, you know that there's a potential that our boss, John Orlando, could clean my car. Yes. Did you like the punishments? I, 
did you like the way I structured it too? Because there is such a thing as yeah, the toilet like, bowl. Because I got last year, I got last. Like I'm like, I don't want to do any of that. And not only do you do that, but you were kicked out of the league for that year. Yeah, you for the you, upcoming you get year. relegated. Yep. Yep, relegation. <laughs> Imagine, like, I hope, like, because John comes in and he's like, you guys, I don't even know why we're going to play because I'm going to win. But, like, I hope, like, we sabotage John into losing. And then, like, we're like, hey, John. Like, yesterday I texted in the group. Uh, we have a group chat for the for that show. And John goes, I don't even know why we're going to bother playing. Like, like I'm not shaving my head because I'm not going to get less. It's like, John, please be gentle with my car when you wash it. What was the other one? Oh, uh, I suck at fantasy football photo shoot. Yeah, that one's kind of funny, though. Like, what would it be? Just like... So, just embarrassing, uh, like, scenes in my head. Or, like, signs that say, I suck at fantasy football. Or, like, it painted on you. Um, gotcha, And then gotcha. you got to post them. Gotcha. Yeah, it's funny. I also like the rule that if you lose by more than 35 points, you have to send me a video apologizing to <laughs> your team. That's funny. Like, like and apologizing to the audience. Like, I'm sorry. I, my team is so shit. That, and, like, dude, it's going to be perfect because I'm just going to take that video of their apology. Put Gridiron Junkies on it. And then I'm going to green screen the score and just like <laughs> start berating their picks. It's going to be awesome. It'll be like, you're in this situation because you picked up Saquon Barkley knowing he's injured. Said, my mans did not even play a kicker this week. What are you doing? <laughs> Shit like that. I like how uh, you added a guy, a potential sponsor into the into the thing, and he's going to play. And he was like, so how do we do it? I'm like, it's actually customary for us to pick the kicker first round. 100%. And then uh, somebody else in the group decided to try to attack me and <laughs> yell at me. And I was like, I know this boy ain't talking right now. But that's going to be fun. That's the end of the week here. And then I'm also going to watch uh, Junior play. Junior plays his first game. Junior is my brother. He will be playing on ESPN at 5 p.m. San Jose State versus USC, the number six team in the nation. So, we're at so does he have USC's to make a video? An upset alert. You know, I love your brother, and I hope that they beat the dark shot of him. But is he going to have to make a video to you when they lose by 35? Holy fuck, Austin! It's not going to happen. It's USC, dude. Come on. All right. It's like put Notre hey. Dame and UNLV hey. together. All I'm saying is USC is. This isn't even a football podcast. I'm going to be talking about <laughs> this on an episode junkies. this week that comes out on Thursday. But where can people so, find that episode? Uh, at Gridiron Junkies everywhere. Search that. Gridiron Junkies, just like in this show's name. Just like this show. Yeah, we have a whole Junkies network. Uh, thank you so much for everybody listening. We're going to try to do more of these episodes where we talk about specific events. Like last week, we talked about lobotomies. This week, we talked about Jonestown. Uh, we can talk about the Ant Hill kids. Let me know down in the comments or just email us at bj at stickypawstudios.com what you want to hear more of. We have a live stream this week. Uh, I believe this week we're going to have Bella Q on. Nice. Uh, yeah. This last week we're going to have Black Ice on. Yep. And that's going to be a fun one. Uh, we're doing more. And then uh, keep an eye out. We haven't made it official yet. But keep an eye out for a future live show we're going to do. George and I were just talking about it before we started recording this one. I think it's going to be fantastic. And I think it's going to be great for you guys to become involved with the show. But check out all the links in the bio. Follow us on Facebook. Join our Facebook group. It's now a fan hangout. You can also join our Discord where you can share anything true crime, cryptid, alien related. Uh, yeah, we have merch down below like this hat that I'm wearing, like these stickers on this bottle. But until next time, everybody, stay bizarre.